This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast, which, as usual, is brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Check out their website, latourain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Go through their awesome selection, and then when you decide what you want at checkout, make sure you use my promo code. It's simple, three capital letters, A-H-S. That will get you 10% off your entire order at LaTourain.com. Okay, so it is week five of the NFL season, and as usual, I will be giving you my picks and predictions for NFL week five. Talking of picks and predictions, make sure you guys go check out Pick'emWars.com. Free-to-play sports contests. They have football, baseball, UFC, and more. They're all free-to-play. They give out real cash prizes to whoever wins those contests. Make sure you check them out. It's Pick'em wars and if you go to my twitter page at adam hull sports if you go to my feed the pinned post at the top of my twitter always has a post about my most recent episode of the podcast click on that post go to the comment section and i have a direct link that'll bring you to pickemwars.com and get you free entry into all of their contests for real cash prizes so make sure you check that out on my twitter page at adam hull sports Okay, so week four is in the books now. I have to say right off the top that my Dallas Cowboys had yet another big win. I want to thank everybody who came out and supported on the Rave On Sports app for the battle chat for that game. I thank you all for coming out for that. Make sure you join me again this weekend. I am going to be back this weekend for the Cowboys versus Giants game in Dallas, supporting my Dallas Cowboys, of course. I hope you all come out and join me on there for 25 Eastern time for the Cowboys as we battle chat against the New York Giants and follow all of the action live on the Rave on Sports app. And the last thing that I want to mention before fully getting into this episode is that I am now covering the NFL full-time for a website called SportsKeeda. SportsKeeda, K-E-E-D-A. Check out that website, SportsKeeda.com. Check out my NFL articles there as I cover the NFL full-time for that website. Okay, now let's jump right into this episode. I will review last week as I usually do. I came into last week with an overall 9-12 and 12 record on my picks. Wasn't doing great. Needed a good week to kind of bounce back and get things rolling again. That is what I did last week. I ended up going 4-2 and two on the six picks that I had on the episode. I had the Bears over the Lions. They won pretty easily. The Cardinals, I had them getting 4.5. They ended up winning straight up in that game. And then I had the Ravens. Ravens Moneyline, who really ran over the Denver Broncos. And on Monday night, I had the Chargers minus three and a half, and they easily took care of the Raiders. So all four of my wins last week, we won pretty easily. Didn't really have to sweat any of them out. And then we lost two games. I had the Saints minus seven against the Giants. Terrible game played by the Saints. They let the Giants come back and beat them in New Orleans. Bad showing by the Saints in that one. And I took the Steelers getting the six and a half points against the Packers, and they did not cover that spread. So overall for last week, we went four and two, increasing our record to 13 and 14 on the season. 13 and 14 looks a lot better than nine and 12 did last week. All we need is a winning week in week five, and we will be back to at least even, maybe back ahead again. We will be looking to do that in week five with these picks that I have for this week. For the first time of this season, there is an early morning game, a 930 Eastern start time, a game in London as they've been doing for the past 
last few years. This one features the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. The Jets are one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. The Falcons have a ton of injuries on the offensive side. Their top two receivers in Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage will both not be playing. They did not take the trip over to London with the team. This is a messy game, an ugly game. I don't really like playing the London game anyway just because of the weird time zone and travel difference. And with how these two teams are struggling and the injuries, I wanted to mention that there is a London game this week early, but I am going to be passing on that game and not making a play. So then moving on to the one o'clock slate of games and the first play that I like is a team that I'm being very stubborn with. I've taken them almost every week this year. I like them a lot coming into the season. I said that they were going to win their division despite most people being very down on their outlook coming into this season. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just can't seem to get away from taking the Steelers. I still believe that they're going to figure it out, that they're going to turn it around at some point and get rolling. Maybe this will be the week against a Denver Broncos team that I'm still not really sure what the Broncos are yet. I mean, they do sit at 3-1. and They came into this past week undefeated at 3-0 and and suffered their first loss. They were at home against the Ravens, and they got torched in that game. They lost by double digits. They got beat up from start to finish by a Ravens team that hasn't looked as good as they usually do this year. They're 3-1, and so they're okay, but they haven't been as dominating as years past. And then when you look at the Denver Broncos' three wins before losing that game, game to the Ravens, the three teams that they beat, the Jets, the Giants, and the Jaguars. So arguably three of the bottom five teams in the NFL, definitely three of the bottom 10 teams in the NFL. Again, it's not their fault for who they've beaten. You can't be blamed for what your schedule is. You don't make your own schedule, but those are three weak teams that they beat. Their first real test was this week at home against the Ravens, and they got killed. They lost 23-7 to in that game. So I still don't know exactly what this Denver Broncos team is. I know that they have a good defense. They have two pretty good running backs and good weapons on offense. They still have not figured out the quarterback position. This duo of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, two mediocre quarterbacks, is not a great situation to have. It's hard to fully trust them as a team until they figure out their quarterback situation. This game is going to be played this week in Pittsburgh against the Steelers team that's 1-3 right now. This Steelers team desperately, desperately needs a win this week. They had a huge win in week one over the Buffalo Bills, who look like the best team in the NFL right now, the way they're playing. And since then, they've lost three games to the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Packers. So Steelers coming in on a three-game losing streak. They're at home. They're playing a team that is a beatable team that their division rival Ravens just beat up on. The Steelers will be looking to do the same in front of their home crowd. And I am going to trust the Steelers once again, as I have the past few weeks. I think that the Steelers are going to win this game. Maybe right the ship a little bit, get the ball rolling back in the right direction. There is no spread on this game right now. It's currently a pick'em, minus 110, whether you go with Broncos on the road or Steelers at home. Give me the home team, give me the Steelers in a get-right week. Steelers, money line over the Broncos. Okay, the next game I'm looking at on this slate is the Panthers at home hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Panthers are another team that came into week four with an undefeated 3-0 record. Like the Broncos, they did suffer their first week of the season in week four, but unlike the Broncos, they actually did play respectable in that game. They played the Dallas Cowboys, who are red hot right now. The Cowboys have won three straight games. They almost won their first game of the season, too, against the Bucks. The Cowboys offense 
offense is just clicking on all cylinders right now. Everything's working for them. They put up 36 points on the Panthers to win that game, 36-28. to The Panthers did hang in there, though. They played a pretty solid game. They looked okay. They didn't look outclassed in the same way that the Ravens outclassed the Broncos in Denver. Carolina took a trip out to Dallas in a tough game between two teams who have looked good so far, and the Cowboys just got the better of them. 36-28 is a respectable score. Panthers hung in there. They didn't get the win. The Panthers also might be getting back star running back Christian McCaffrey this week. He is likely going to be a game-time decision. He is practicing in a limited fashion this week. After just missing one game with a hamstring injury, most people thought that he would be missing multiple weeks with this injury. It's only been one game so far. He's going to be a game-time decision. I'm not so sure that he is going to play in this game, and even if he does play, I think he's going to be very limited. If you remember last season, McCaffrey had an injury that derailed him for almost the entire season. With the Panthers looking good this year and playing well, I think they're going to have to be a little bit patient with McCaffrey, make sure that they don't sacrifice their long-term plan with McCaffrey and trying to make a playoff run just for a short-term one-game, two-game type situation. He's more valuable in the long run this season than he is in the short term. So if there's any sign of him not being absolutely 100% coming into this week, if I were the Panthers, I would hold him out for at least one more game. But for now, he is listed as a game-time decision. They get the Eagles at home. I don't think it really matters whether or not McCaffrey plays in this one, whether it's McCaffrey or Chuba Hubbard at running back. I think either one of them can have a lot of success running against this Eagles defense who's already allowing over 150 rushing yards a game. So that's another point for the Panthers. They don't necessarily need McCaffrey this week, I don't think. Of course, you want McCaffrey in your lineup. He's one of the very best NFL players, period. So if he's 100%, you obviously want him in your lineup. But I think Chuba Hubbard is capable of giving them an efficient rushing attack against a very weak rushing defense so far in the Philadelphia Eagles. And then when it comes to the Eagles offense, their offense has looked okay at times. It's pretty much just Jalen Hurts doing everything. That's pretty much been the story for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. He's passed the ball pretty well. He doesn't have great receivers to throw it to, but he's making it work. He has two good tight ends. He's actually the leading rusher for the Eagles team as well. He has 226 rushing yards on the season, which is more than any of their running backs. I think this will be another tough day for Eagles running backs to try to get things going against a Panthers defense that's allowing under 100 rushing yards per game. Panthers defense has been way better than expected this season. They are coming home for a game against the Eagles. The Eagles are not as good of a team as the Cowboys are. The Cowboys already demolished the Eagles this season and proved that they're a lot better than the Eagles. So the Panthers last week had a very tough game in Dallas at home this week against an inferior opponent like Philadelphia Eagles. I like the Carolina Panthers to get it done in this one. I think they're going to roll. The spread's only minus three. Not worried about that spread at all. I think they can win by seven plus at least a touchdown and that's whether McCaffrey plays or not, I don't think it makes a huge difference on the outcome of this particular game because of how bad the Eagles rushing defense is. I think Chuba Hubbard is good enough. So whether it's McCaffrey or Chuba doesn't make much of a difference to me. I still like Panthers minus three 
over the Eagles. Okay, now for my third and final game that I like in the early 1 o'clock window of this NFL Week 5 is one that might surprise some people. And I actually like the Jacksonville Jaguars at home playing against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans offense is still pretty banged up. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, neither of them played last week. They're both dealing with injuries. A.J. Brown looks like he has a pretty decent shot to play this week. He has a good chance of coming back. Julio, probably not. He's less likely to play in this one than A.J. Brown. Neither of them are confirmed one way or another. But if I had to guess, I would think A.J. Brown is going to play and Julio Jones is not going to play. A.J. Brown could still be a bit limited coming off of his injury. I mean, look, Derrick Henry is going to do his thing as he always does. I'm sure he'll have a big game as he usually has a big game. The Jaguars defense is not very good. They're allowing 427 yards per game. That's a lot. But when you look at the breakdown, they're only allowing 100 six rushing yards per game which look that's not great that's not a good rushing defense but it's not terrible it's their passing defense that's been a lot worse so far allowing over 320 passing yards per game so when I look up that matchup there it's the passing game that can truly expose that Jags defense the most at least it has so far through four games and the Tennessee passing game has not really been able to get much going yet with their top two receivers dealing with injuries in the early part of this season so just from a pure matchup type standpoint there that gives the Jaguars just a little bit of an edge just because of strengths and weaknesses and matchups in that sense and look the Titans have not looked very good themselves through four games they just lost last week in overtime to the lowly New York Jets in week one they got steamrolled by the Arizona Cardinals and then their two wins one of them it took until overtime to get that win and the other one was against the Colts who have been pretty bad this year too so the Titans have definitely been anything but impressive so far they haven't been a disaster either they are hanging in there they sit at two and two but they've struggled a bit as have the Jaguars of course the Jaguars are 0-4 right now they are going to be one of the bottom teams in the NFL at the end of the season they're going to have one of the top draft picks next year they are not in win now mode on the Jaguars they are building for the future they're building around quarterback Trevor Lawrence so don't expect a whole bunch of wins this year it's more about the three to five year plan than the one year plan for the Jaguars because it's all about Trevor Lawrence and developing their young super talented highly rated prospect in Trevor Lawrence who last week against the Bengals he played the best game of his career so far of his four games that was definitely his best one he played well enough to win that game on most days it's pretty interesting but for the entire 60 minutes of regulation of the game the Bengals never had a lead once the Jags controlled that game from start to finish unfortunately for them the one time that the Bengals got the lead was kicking a game-winning field goal as time expired so the Bengals ended up winning 24 to 21 but I think that's something that Trevor Lawrence can build off of get his confidence up a little bit he played well enough to win statistically it was his best game he looked comfortable maybe he's getting used to the NFL speed the NFL system and he gets a Tennessee Titans defense who has not been very good this year either their secondary is not good the Titans were one of the very worst defenses in football last year they didn't do a whole lot this year to improve on that side of the ball I think Trevor Lawrence can get some production against that weak Titans defense the game is at home it's in Jacksonville they played on Thursday last week did the Jaguars so they had some extra time to rest to recover and to prepare for this game against the Titans so there's just a lot of things that I think go in the Jaguars 
Jaguars favor in this game. I think this could be an upset spot for the Tennessee Titans, and I do kind of like the Jaguars on the money line this week for value. That is not the play that I'm going to make. I am going to be taking the points. The Jaguars are getting four and a half points at home against the Titans. Again, it's not going to surprise me if the Jags get their first win of the season with all the points that I just made, but I will take those four and a half points. Give me Jags plus four and a half at home over the Titans. Okay, so moving past the one o'clock window and on to the later slate of games. First, I just want to mention my Dallas Cowboys one more time. They play at home this week against the New York Giants. I think that the Cowboys are going to roll in this one. The Giants are coming off of an impressive road victory over the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have been mediocre at best this season. The Cowboys have been absolutely on fire. I think the Cowboys are going to put up points on this Giants defense who is not nearly as good as they were last year. The Cowboys have been scoring on everybody. I don't think that the Giants are going to be the one to slow down the Cowboys offense. Just don't see it happening, especially not in Dallas. Dak Prescott has dominated this division. I think that will continue on Sunday. The Giants offense is still pretty banged up at the skill positions. I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough points to keep up with the Cowboys in this one. Cowboys are going to find a way to get it done at home. I am not going to be making the point spread play on this game. It sits at seven and a half right now, and I do think that the Cowboys are going to cover it. It's not a play I'm going to be making, but if you're someone who plays survivor pools or eliminator pools like I am, I'm taking the Cowboys this week in those survivor pools. I do think they're going to win. They're going to get it done, but I'm going to pass on the point spread with it being seven and a half. But the spread in the four o'clock window that I'm not going to be passing on is another team like the Steelers that I'm remaining stubborn on that I still do believe in, even though a lot of people don't. And that is the Chicago Bears. They have officially named Justin Fields their starter. I believe it will stay that way for the rest of the season. I think that's the best thing for Fields. I think that's the best thing for the Bears. I think he gives them their best chance to win right now, especially with his athletic ability and adding another element to that offense with his legs. He can also air it out a lot more than Dalton and Foles do. Dalton and Foles kind of play a lot more short, intermediate, safe type throwing football. Fields is going to try to stretch the field a little bit more. You have to respect his scrambling. And I just think Justin Fields at quarterback makes this Bears team better than they were without him. They will go on the road this week to go play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are coming off of a Monday night beating delivered to them by the LA Chargers. So they are on a shorter week this week. The Raiders were another one of those 3-0 teams coming into week four that suffered their first loss of the season. I think that the Raiders are a little bit fraudulent. I don't really believe them as contenders in that AFC conference. I think that the Chargers last week showed why, that they are vulnerable and that their 3-0 record was not an accurate description of what this Raiders team is. In their three wins, two of them took overtime to get those victories. It took crazy late game heroics, Derek Carr making miracles happen in two of those three wins. When you need your quarterback to make miracles happen every week to win, it's not a sustainable model. I think that's going to catch up with the Raiders. I said before the season started, I just don't think that the Raiders team is very good. They were off to a 3-0 start, but my opinion of them never changed. I just don't think the Raiders are good and the losses are going to start catching up with them. And it could happen this week against Justin Fields and the Bears. Fields getting more comfortable in that offense. That Bears defense is still very good. The Raiders offense has really not been able to run the ball this year. They're only averaging 80 yards per game on the ground.
rounds. I think that makes them kind of one-dimensional. I think that favors the very good Bears defense. The Bears are coming off of a 10-point win last week against divisional opponent, the Lions. I think Justin Fields is going to come into this one more confident. I think he's going to be ready to go. I think that the Raiders are a beatable team. The Bears are going on the road. I do think that they can win this game. Money line has great value. There's a nice number on the money line. But as usual, I'm going to take the points. Give me the five and a half. So I'm taking the Chicago Bears plus five and a half on the road against the Raiders. Okay, so moving on now to the final game of Sunday on Sunday Night Football. And man, this is a good one. This is an awesome matchup. It's one of the very best matchups of the entire NFL season. If you were making preseason power rankings before the season started, these were probably two of the top three teams on most power rankings, but at worst, two of the top five when you consider how good they were, both of them, last season and how highly thought of they were coming into this one. So this is an absolutely premier matchup and it is a rematch of last year's AFC championship game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. The game will be played in Arrowhead Stadium out in Kansas City as it was in that AFC championship game last year where the Chiefs got the better of the Bills and moved on to the Super Bowl. The Bills get their rematch. These teams actually played twice last year and the Chiefs did win both of those games. The Bills are excited to get another shot at the Chiefs and they actually get the Chiefs at a time where they're really not playing their best football right now. The Chiefs only sit at 2-2 two and two, which is a lower record than most would expect them to be sitting at right now. Their offense is still scoring a bunch of points as they usually do but their defense is giving up a ton of points and that's why they've lost two games. So though the Chiefs do look good as you would expect them to look, they do not look like the best versions of themselves. They have not completely got it rolling on all cylinders quite yet. While the opposite can be said for the Bills right now, the Bills lost their first game of the season. They suffered a tough loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers where they let that second half of that game kind of get away from them, but they've responded with three straight wins in absolutely dominant fashion. Over their last three games, they are outscoring their opponents 118 to 21 over their last three games. That's an insane number for an NFL team. That sounds like a college statistic, to be honest with you, but that's That's what the Bills are doing right now. Their offense scoring about 40 points a game over the last three games. Their defense has pitched two shutouts over their last three games. So they're working great on both sides of the ball right now. A nice pleasant surprise for the Bills is they're actually running the ball really well too. They have 145 rushing yards per game so far. If they can add a steady and consistent rushing game to their team from last year, which was kind of the missing link from that team last year, if they can keep that consistent this year, that makes them even better better than they were last year, makes them even more contenders than they were last year, more dynamic all around as a team. And that rushing game is going to come into play here against the Chiefs, who allow 146 rushing yards per game. So I think the Bills will look to get that rushing game rolling. Of course, they're going to have to score points. When you play the Chiefs, you're always going to have to score points, but that hasn't been a problem for the Bills in recent games anyway. But I do think that that rushing game of the Bills against the weak rushing defense of the Chiefs is a matchup to watch 
watching this one, but I mean, let's be honest, when it really comes down to it, it's all about these two quarterbacks, right? Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen, two of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, two NFL MVP candidates. As I said before, Mahomes got the better of them in both of their matchups last season. Josh Allen will be looking to get the victory in this one. It's in prime time. It's on Sunday night. It's one of the best matchups of the year. The whole world is going to be watching. The Bills are trying to stake their claim as the best team in the AFC. They have played like that to this point of the season. I do think that they are the best team in the AFC right now. But to really make it more believable, you, you got to beat the Chiefs, right? I mean, the Chiefs have owned the AFC over the last few years. And here's the opportunity for the Bills to go into Kansas City on the road and beat a Chiefs team who has dominated the conference for a few years now. The Bills can go into Kansas City and win this game. They are the undisputed number one team in the AFC this season so far. The Bills were my pick before the year to make it to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Here's their opportunity to prove that they belong there. This is a huge game, a huge statement opportunity for the Buffalo Bills, and I think they're going to go on the road and get it done in Kansas City. I think Josh Allen's going to find a way. I said before, I think that the rushing game of the Bills is actually going to be a key in this one because of how weak the Chiefs rushing defense has been so far. Singletary and Moss, they're both going to get their touches. I think they can do a lot with those touches and help the Bills kind of control this game. The Chiefs are going to score their points as they always do, but this Bills defense is going to be the best defense that the Chiefs have played so far. No one is ever going to completely stop the Chiefs offense. They're way too good for that, but I think that this Bills defense is good enough to slow them down just enough that their great offense so far this season is going to be able to score enough points to beat this Chiefs team, especially against the Chiefs defense that is really struggling right now. So again, I do like Buffalo to go on the road to Kansas City and win this game over the Chiefs. From a betting perspective, again, I'm taking the points though. The Bills are on the road. They're giving them three. If I'm getting three free points, I'm taking the three free points. Give me the Buffalo Bills plus three over the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Okay, so that wraps up the Sunday slate of games. There is a Monday night football game as well. Of course, it is against the Ravens and the Colts. It's not a game that I'm going to be making a play on. But if I had to pick it, I do think that the Ravens are going to win this one. Don't think the Colts are very good. Don't believe in them at quarterback. I've been saying that in just about every episode. So I think that the Ravens win the game. I don't like the seven-point spread, so I'm going to pass on it. But I do like the Ravens to beat the Colts on Monday night football. That wraps up our NFL Week 5 preview. We ran through the entire thing. I gave five plays in this episode. I will go over them one more time. I have the Steelers money line, the Jags plus four and a half, the Panthers minus three, the Bears plus five and a half, and the Bills plus three. Those are my five plays that I'm making this week. I currently sit at 13 and 14 overall for the year, so we'll be looking for a winning week this week to get us back to at least even if we go three and two. If we can do better than three and two, we'll be back in the positive on the season through five weeks. That's what we will be looking for this week. We will talk about it in next week's episode when I'll be back for my week five recap and week six review. In the meantime, while you're waiting for this week's games and next week's episode, a bunch of things for you to go check out. Go to latourain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. When you make your selection, make sure 
free. Use my promo code at checkout, three capital letters, A-H-S. That'll get you 10% off your entire order at latourain.com. Also, make sure you go check out pick'emwars.com. I said at the beginning of the show, go to my Twitter page, go to my pinned tweet. I have a direct link to pick'emwars.com in the comment section of my pinned episode tweet on my Twitter. That will get you free entry into all of their sports contests. Free to play, real cash prizes at pick'emwars.com. Make sure you join me again this week on the Rave On Sports app. We will be supporting the Dallas Cowboys as we battle chat against the New York Giants, 425 Eastern Time on the Rave On Sports app. You can check out two of my appearances on other podcasts. I appeared on the Take It to the Hizzy, episode 179. Their podcast is on YouTube. Just look up Take It to the Hizzy. Go to episode 179. I made an appearance breaking down the NFL on that podcast, as well as the Mamba's Legacy podcast, also on YouTube, where I did an NFC East breakdown episode on their podcast. Make sure you go check both of them out. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Adam Hulse Sports. I thank you again for tuning into this episode. I hope you join me again next time. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.